Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to Puppet Masters of None. We are your hosts. I'm Ben. And I am Will. And here we are with our second part of our two-part series, We Talk So Long, about the great children's television show, Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I was pretty sure that this one had a definite possibility of taking up two parts because mm-hmm. it's just there's so much to talk about in this one. And yeah, so it did. Yeah. And so while Will is off getting married, let's jump on in to our second part of Fraggle Rock. Cool. So we talked about puppets. We talked about effects and everything. But this is another one of those times where we really, really, really got to talk about the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Last week, we talked about Eureka's Castle. We talked mm-hmm. about how it had great music, but not really memorable. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew it was good, but nothing really stood out to us. How do you feel about the music in Fraggle Rock, Will? Oh, I think the music is great. I mean, just looking at the theme song, right? Mm-hmm. If you try to think back about Eureka's Castle's theme song, mm-hmm. I wouldn't remember it unless you played it back and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember it. Mm-hmm. But you go into any group of people our age and you go, bump, 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 ba-da, bump, <laughs> bump. Boom. And everyone knows exactly what you're doing. And somebody will. Yeah. And so it's just, I think that it's more known and iconic. It's just like the theme song, especially you start singing that around somebody. Inevitably, somebody is going to clap. You know, it's like the friends theme song mm-hmm. where you just have to clap at that certain part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that Eureka's castle, what Eureka's castle tried mm-hmm. Fraggle Rock accomplished. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. To me, it has it all over on Eureka's Castle. Not just because the theme song's great, right? It's much, much better theme song. But all the songs in general. And again, you and I are not the best to kind of like be judging these nostalgia-esque things. Only because as puppeteers, like, we never really left them. You know? Or for Mm -hmm. me, I never really Mm -hmm. left it, right? However, there was like a point in my life where as a kid, I watched Fraggle Rock. And then it just wasn't on TV anymore, and you couldn't find it. And this was, like, before they really started throwing everything up on YouTube, you know? So we're talking, like, Mm -hmm. the early 2000s and stuff, where it was no longer in TV. I knew I loved it, but I didn't really have a way of accessing it. So there was at least four, five, six, maybe even a decade's worth of time where I didn't see much Fraggle Rock. And then it came out on DVD. And, of course, Mm -hmm. well, by DVD collection, duh. I mean... And I pop it in and I'm watching. And unlike Eureka's Castle, where I go back and now I'm like, oh, these songs, like, okay, whatever. I'm listening to these songs and I'm like, I know this song. I remember this song. I may not remember it word for word and I may not have been able to like sing it for you, but it's like this song definitely had an impression upon me. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest ones is the very, very first song, not the opening theme. But the very, very first song that's sung in the show is a song called Follow Me. And there's a reason that it's the first song that was ever filmed in the show. When Jim was creating this show, he knew music was going to be an integral part of it. It had to be. The Fraggles were going to sing. He wanted music that was spectacular. So he starts to 
request demo tapes from people all over the world to send him auditioning to write Fraggle music. He's listening, he's listening, he's listening, and he's getting all of these songs from children's musicians, and they all sound like children's songs. Mm -hmm. They don't sound like Fraggle songs. And then he gets a tape from a Canadian duo by the name of Philip Balsam and Dennis Lee. He listens to the first track of that demo tape, and it is the song Follow Me. Mm -hmm. He listens to that song. He's like, done. That's it. These are the guys. These are the guys who are going to write all the Fraggle music. Immediately gets on the phone and hires them. He loved that song so much. It's the first song. It's when Uncle Traveling Matt is like asking Gobo to go into Doc's house and get the letters. And they sing this song. And it is a great song. I love this song. The thing about the Fraggle music is there is a wisdom to it. Some of it's silly. A lot of it's silly. A lot of it's fun. But there is some sort of cleverness and just wisdom that kind of transcends children's music and just becomes mm -hmm. kind of like world life music. Right? Like, follow me. Every day the world begins again. Sunny skies or rain. Come and follow me. When the world goes drifting back to bed, memories in my head, wonders follow me, right? It's all about just the wonder and the joy of being alive and like follow me into this, this world of, of joy and happiness and just, just life is a good thing. There's another song in one of the early episodes that I love. It's called Here to There. And again, it's, mm -hmm. it's like supposed to be silly. But it's so incredibly, incredibly clever. I'm always here. I'm never there. I'm never, ever anywhere, excepting because I'm here, because here is where I'm in. But when I mm. go from here to there, my here comes with me everywhere till there is here and here is where I've been. And that's the whole song. It's short. Yeah. It's sweet. It's like true. You're only ever here. You're never, right? Like, it's funny. Yeah. It's clever. All the songs are like that. They're interesting. There's like convincing John, who's a character that pops up every once in a while. His, he's got this whole gospel song. The music is just absolutely spectacular. I love it. Can't get enough. Of and it. I think that's what Eureka's Castle was missing mm -hmm. was the, like we were saying last week, was the substance. Yeah. There's the substance in the show, but there's also the substance in the music mm -hmm. that, you know, Eureka's Castle with Batty doing a doo-wop kind of song. It just didn't just didn't have that no it just know, didn't the poetry of it yeah yeah i agree i agree very much i think another thing that i love about this show and why it was so successful is just jerry nelson the puppeteer mm -hmm. so jerry plays gobo this is like his show mm -hmm. yeah i love jerry i think he always it's sad when you think about like Jerry Nelson, right? Because he's such a great puppeteer and he's such a staple of the Muppets. But then you're like, well, who did he do? Well, Floyd and Robin. Mm -hmm. And like, he didn't never really had like a big main character because he could do anything and he did do everything. He was always, they need this particular background guy. It's Jerry because Jerry can do anything. What's his name? Mr. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Hen. The, the, the waiter, uh, the, the, the customer that Grover the waiter is always, like, harassing. Like, oh, that's Jerry yeah. Nelson. Like, he yeah, always yeah, yeah. did these roles. Yep. Yep. Uh, Count Von Count. That's probably one of his <laughs> biggest ones, right? Yep. It's just the Count, you know? 
He always yeah, had these smaller roles, but this show, he finally got to shine. And part of it was just mm-hmm. he has a beautiful singing voice, which is why he was so thrown into all these random roles, because he could do these beautiful things with his voice. And I just think he really shines. He's Gobo, he's Pa Gorg, and he's Marjorie. Like, he really, really shines in this show. And I kind of always sympathize with Jerry because I always felt like that was kind of my role. Even like when I was a kid, like as an actor, I remember one show I was in in high school, I had seven different roles, all of which were like bit Mm -hmm. parts. Like one was like a Spanish nightclub dancer. And then the next immediate next scene, I was an Irish cop. And then immediately the next scene, I was like an old man. Like I was just always thrown into all of these random different things because I could do it. But then it's like, but I just want every once in a while, you just kind of want to be the lead, you know, you just, you know, you just want to, you want to be the star of the show. And so I always kind of had a little sympathy for Jerry Nelson there. And I love how he gets to shine in this show. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. This is the one show where they really let him, you know, mm-hmm. let him go. And He's got such a, you know, everybody, you can kind of like pick up on everybody's, if you watch enough Muppets, you can recognize Mm. voices and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's clearly Jim. And oh, that's, that's Frank. You know, Jerry also has one of those voices where if, you know, you could pick it out and it's like, oh yeah, Yeah. there it is. Except for Count Von Count. He's really good at hiding his voice. That's true. Yeah. I think. Um, But that's just the accent. But yeah. One thing I do want to mention that if you are a Muppet fan, if you are a, um, Jerry Nelson fan as I have, I highly recommend looking up an album. It might be on Spotify. I don't know. I know I purchased it, so I have a digital copy of it. It's called Truro Daydreams, and it is a collection of You're gonna music. Have to spell so that. Truro, sorry, T R U R O. I just assume everyone knows that because mm-hmm. I'm from Massachusetts, right near Cape Cod, and Truro is a town in Cape Cod. But I, not everyone would know that. So yeah, nope, so nope, Truro nope. Daydreams. Jerry Nelson lived on Cape Cod, him actually and Richard Hunt both lived on, they had houses next to each other on the beach in Truro in Cape Cod. Actually, uh, funny side note, it's where the the two-headed monster is Jerry Nelson and Richard Hunt on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. That like, that actually comes from the two of them would sit on their porch. They were next door neighbors and they'd scream back and forth at each other in this like made up language just to annoy people. Um, and that's where the voice for the two-headed monster comes from, believe it or not. But <laughs> this album is music that he wrote. And again, he's a great musician. He's a guitarist. He's a great singer. And the way that this album came about was later in his life, he was still voicing Count Von Count on Sesame Street, even though he wasn't actually performing. And so he would only go in to do recording voices a couple days in the recording season. It was always a big deal when Jerry would come to the set because he wasn't there. He had some problems with his lungs. I think he had emphysema. So it was like a struggle for him to really like be around and breathe towards the end of his life. And he was there just randomly one day. And I guess he had brought his guitar or something. And he just started playing some music. And a bunch of the other Henson puppeteers kind of like joined in on him. They asked him like, what's this music? And he's like, this is music that I wrote. And the other Henson puppeteers, the younger ones now at the time, were like, let's record an album. And so they got him a studio and all of them got together and they recorded this album like later on in his life, kind of like as a gift to him. 
because music was so important to him and he had meant so much to them as a puppeteer and music it's just like just one of those like really heartwarming stories that I really, really love that they like did this for him when he was older. So yeah, again, the name of that album is True Dre Dreams. Check it out. It's great. It the, the music is just it's just really good folksy kind of interesting songs. I love it. Mm. All right. Well, we've jumped all over mm. the place with this one. And there's, you know, we could talk about this forever, but I think we probably should start wrapping this up and start talking about a space to carol. Ben, you start this one off because you're much more zealous about this one than I am. How do you feel this lies on the space to carol? Okay. So this is an interesting one to place on the space to carol on our current children's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's my problem, too. Because, unlike Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Eureka's Castle, we currently have new seasons of Fraggle Rock. Mm -hmm. It is so exciting that a couple years ago, Apple TV started producing new episodes of Fraggle Rock. And, spoiler alert, it is really good. It is yeah. spectacular. It is as good as the original. Many of the puppeteers are new and they do a spectacular job. I actually have to admit, I don't have Apple TV, so I haven't even seen I've never seen it yet. My father-in-law and sister-in-law watch it and they mm-hmm. loved it so much that they went back and started watching the original series because the new ones were so good. So oh, yeah. I know it's good, but I haven't I haven't even seen it yet. It's so good. It's clever. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert here if you want to jump ahead for an episode. I'm just going to give a spoiler alert for an episode. There's one episode where Moki Fraggle mm-hmm. refuses to listen to anybody. She's like talking about things and people have opinions on things. And she just flat out refuses to listen to anybody, will not take anyone's advice. So she ends up getting lost and finds herself oh. stuck in the echo chamber which is just a chamber of people agreeing with her like a literal cave that is like the cave is talking and just agreeing with her and it's just like oh boy it's like like you you did that like really that's amazing just like just just how clever that was i i was floored when i saw that i was like that is so good that is so incredibly good Oh, now I gotta watch it even more. Oh, it's oh, it's it's real good. It's real good. And again, a lot of the puppeteers are new. John Tartaglia has taken over for Jerry Nelson, which I want to do an entire episode on John Tartaglia. What a puppeteer! What a guy! Just one of the nicest people in the world. I don't even know the name. I feel bad that I I don't know, but this a relatively new puppeteer who took over for Wembley for Steve Whitmire. And, like, you can't possibly tell the difference. Hmm. And he's great. And I believe that he's a puppeteer of color as well, which is really cool to see them actually, like, starting to kind of, like, get a little bit more diverse in their puppeteering because that is something that we can always... Besides Kevin uh, Clash, yeah. Yeah, right, you know. So it's great. It's awesome. So you actually do have a chance to actually show this to your kids currently in situations and episodes that are currently being produced Mm -hmm. but so let's place this bad boy on this scale yeah yeah. where am i going to put fraggle rock on the space to carol spectrum this is tough for me because it is so incredibly incredibly good if we're going on a scale of one to eight i don't think i can put it at an eight Mm mm-hmm I can't put it at an eight because I put Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood at an eight. Mm -hmm. 
And as amazing as Fraggle Rock is, as much as I love it, as important as I think it is, as important as I think its message is, I still feel that Mr. Rogers definitely is a little bit more important. Because Mr. Rogers is talking directly to kids, making them feel a certain way. Fraggle Rock does a great job of making kids aware of the world around them. But there are times, I will say, there are some episodes that don't hit as hard as other ones. Because they're trying to do things in a very kind of fable, metaphorical way. Some episodes, and five seasons of the original plus one new season and a special of the new one, right? That's six seasons. You're going to have a couple episodes in there that kind of fall a little short of the ideals I think that they wanted to. I'm going to put Fraggle Rock at a seven. Hmm. Okay. Almost in a almost perfect. The music is spectacular. The puppets are gorgeous. The ambition of it, the message of the episodes when the message hits is spectacular. I still think that Mr. Rogers is just a little bit, a little bit more essential yeah. than Fraggle Rock, though Fraggle Rock is definitely a very, very close second. Yeah, I actually absolutely agree. And I was worried that I was going to give it a seven and you were going to give it an eight, you know, and I was going to be that guy. I agree. I feel like Mr. Rogers, when we put it in the light of would you recommend this to your kids or kids nowadays yes i would i absolutely would i'd be like fantastic mm-hmm. show go watch fraggle rock it's got some great lessons it teaches you all kinds of cool great puppets great characters it's awesome if you mm. don't see it though it's not a tragedy it's or a travesty it's just okay mm-hmm. mr rogers on the other hand i feel like if you don't watch that you missed something in your life that you know like mm. you you yeah, missed no, something very very important and yeah. so, yeah, I think it's great. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful show. Kids should definitely see it. Beautiful, but not quite Muppet Christmas Carol slash Mr. Rogers, yeah. but still amazing. So, yes, I'm going to give it also flat yeah. seven. So I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. My thought is like Fraggle Rock is great. I'm looking at a kid. I can see that this kid needs something. They're in pain. They need assurance. They need something to help them feel safe. It's going to be Mr. Rogers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yep. Once that need is met and a child feels safe and loved, then we can expand to Fraggle Rock where we're talking about that child's place in the world and teaching that child to be a better world citizen and to be compassionate and caring to the world. Yes. But they need to feel that love themselves first before yep. we can ask them to show that love to the rest of the world. Yeah, and Fred Rogers does that perfect. So, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Okay. 100%. Look at that. We agree great. 100% on that one. Okay, great. Well, there you have it, folks. That was our second part of our discussion on Fraggle Rock. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and rate and review on your podcasting app of choice. Where can we find us, Will? You can find us on Instagram at Puppet Masters of None. Also, just a quick little shout out. We talked about our friends, the What the Muppet podcast. You can find mm. them also on Instagram at What the Muppet Pod. Please follow them. They're fantastic. 
And please do, because we may have some surprises in store later on with our friends over at What the Muppet. Don't want to say too much here, but just keep an ear out for it. So thank you once again for joining us, and we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Will. Goodbye, Will. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Ben David and Kay William Smith. Music by Tatro. Dum 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 d